following message was recorded at Faith Fellowship St. Pete in St. Petersburg, Florida. More information about Faith Fellowship can be found at faithfellowshipstpete.org. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you all. Great to be here. Great to be alive. Have an opportunity to uh, share with you what the Lord has brought to me uh, about this new theme this year. And um, just, I'm all shiny and happy. But uh, the last three days, I've been like a teary, sloppy mess. And uh, I'm just really thankful to be here because uh, the Lord, God is good. God is good. Um, and I, and I, and I realized, you know, pastor just prayed, um, but I, I do, I do want to pray again before I, before I start. If you would, uh, just, just bow your hearts for a moment. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, good morning. Thank you so much for all that is that you're doing, uh, all that you've done, uh, all that you will do. And God, uh, it is, uh, just humble, humble servant before you. Uh, that we, uh, that I would have this opportunity. And Lord, speak through me. Holy Spirit, uh, be in this place. Touch each heart. Touch each soul. Minister to their needs. Guide us and lead us, please, Lord, that we might follow the model of Christ, that we might let your light shine through us this day. Uh, just bring us closer to you. Uh, open up our, our minds, our eyes, our hearts, uh, that we might be your witness for your glory from this day, this day forward, in Jesus' name, amen. Should I just take it? So you say it's early yet. All right, see how it goes. Just wave, just wave at me if it gets uh, nutty. All right. Well, you know what they say. You make plans, God. <clears throat> All right. So today, uh, our, our verse is, uh, that we're going to focus on is, uh, John 1, 4, and 5. Uh, but we're going to look at the, the real nativity story today. Um, the first and only that really, uh, we should focus on. And, uh, that's going to be, uh, John 1, one through five. So that's going to be our focus. Um, and uh, so if you would, if you're able to uh, stand and I'm going to read the word, if you would, uh, we can show honor to our creator uh, for his precious word. Uh, I would uh, appreciate that. This is John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. 
in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you so much. <clears throat> you may be seated. Always have to remember that. So, uh, before I get started, I'm looking at the time, and uh, I haven't I haven't seen any motions yet. But I just uh, I'll, I'll try to be short. Um, I, uh, I I was uh, was talking to somebody about that this week, and um, he said it reminds me of this pastor who was standing in front of his congregation, and he had a bandaid on his face. And he said, I apologize for the Band-Aid, because uh, I was thinking about this sermon so deeply that I cut my face. And I uh, just, you know, don't want to be a distraction. And so he went on with the sermon, and, and after it was all over, uh, this was a church that, you know, they passed around an offering plate. There was a note in the, in the offering plate, and it said, cut your face and cut the sermon. So, I'll uh, see what I can do. <clears throat> okay, so let's just backtrack a little bit. For those who've been here a while, we've we finished 2022, praise God. Uh, we were dwelling the whole year, uh, and so that's exciting because uh, we're going to continue that. Um, we made it through, praise God. And what's, what's awesome is this is the 29th. Uh, did you know, you probably did know, uh, the 24th of January is considered the most depressing day of the year. Um, because what happens is like the perfect storm of cold and dreary weather, typically, even us here in Florida had a lot of overcast days this past week. The post-holiday blues, if you will, all the excitement and energy and family. Then that credit card bill comes in from all that overspending and... Um, so it's a perfect storm, right? It's, it comes together, and uh, so I think it impacts each of us uh, in a certain way. But be encouraged, right? Because um, I, I have been encouraged about what the Lord brought through this, uh, this new theme of shine. And it's so perfect because it connects to last year's theme just so, so good, so perfectly, so well. Because um, from month to month we were sharing about our time with the Lord and how critical that is, how important that is, that uh, it has to be a priority in our life. Um, it's beyond just reading the Word, that it's reading with intentionality, reading with expectation, um, becoming not just a student of it, but like understanding this is the Word of God. It's a relationship. It's unbelievable how that so easily we can take that for granted. And so I was went through this year, and hopefully we're you know inspired to continue uh, to do that. And if you got to the end of the year and you're starting to fall back, be encouraged. It's January, right? You you, you have a whole new year ahead. Just, just do it. Make it a, make it a point. Pray about it. Pray about where that should be in your life, and God will answer that. Be patient. For believers, we say that we believe in God. We say we know that Jesus is our Lord and our Savior. We believe the Holy Spirit's been placed inside of us. The same power that God has has been given to us. We've given our hearts over to Him. 
We say we love God. We say that we love Him more than our family and our friends. And that's great. That's how it should be. We know who God is. We have knowledge of God. But how do we really come to know Him? In any close relationship that you have, whether it be a spouse or a close friend, a neighbor, a sibling, it's not through just little blips of conversation, is it? It's deeper than that. We have to take that time with our God, with our Lord. It's the same. We say we love Him. We know of Him. We know something about Him. But at this time of year, with all the New Year's resolutions and all the new devotional plans that are poured upon us, we make new commitments, don't we? What kind of time are we going to spend this year with our God? Don't let dwell be in your rearview mirror, except for the fact that it actually happened, but that you be inspired, that you be encouraged to continue to do that this year. That's my prayer for you, for us, for me. Be quiet. Listen. Not just our list, is it? Be encouraged. God is with you. Be intentional. Uh, I've used myself in my own life this this acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S. I know pastors mentioned it before. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, A-C-T-S. And that's the first thing that I want to do is I want to remember who God is. Awesome. Creator, Redeemer, lover of my soul. I never want to forget that or put anything before that. And then I want to confess because each one of us has to be realistic in the fact that we have stumbled every single day. And I need that probably every hour. To be thankful. Giving thanks. We celebrate in November giving thanks, but it should be every day. And then, at the end, then what our petitions, our supplications, come before the Lord and ask for His his hand in those things that are carried on our hearts. Listen, be still, and know that He is God. So let me just continue to encourage you to dwell in the Lord. Continue to recognize that He is with you. It'll be so worth it. So we're going to transition to uh, shine. And uh, so how can we shine? And, and, and so we have to look to the Lord first. Um, the, the actual you know, definition of the Lord, excuse me, of, of shine would be something simple, like to give out a bright light or glow. Reflected the light, reflecting the light. And so what does it do? It helps us see things. It illuminates things for us. Uh, but in this context with our Lord, it's so much deeper than that. And so today we're going to look at some 
some angles uh, about this theme of shine and how exactly it's going to encourage us to let that light shine through us. We're going to, there's four angles that I'm going to pro- uh, propose that we recognize Jesus is the light of the world and all mankind. That we recognize our inability to shine our own light. For us to understand ways that we must let the light shine through us and then to celebrate what happens after. Now some of you may wonder where you sit with this circumstance. It brings to mind, and I'm, I'm gonna, I met a a gentleman this week who, he changed my life. He didn't even realize it. He's a pastor, um, from Alabama. And uh, he came by the school, and he shared a message that I want. I told him I was going to steal it, so you know, in a godly way. Um, but he provided us with a picture, and, and because it was toward the end of the week, I didn't have it in my slide. But he provided us with a picture. It literally showed us a broken pot, a ceramic pot that had been broken into pieces, and then he showed us this other pot that was basically that version recreated, rebuilt, and inside it was essentially a shiny golden substance into all the cracks. And that is an actual art form in Japanese culture called kintsugi, or kintsukori, where they literally break ceramic pieces and put them back together, and because it has this golden inlay, holding it together, it's actually worth more than when you first had the pot to begin with. And so he used that as a as a means to talk about us. That we're all broken. But that as God can put us back together. And so not so much that the gold that's holding us together, this golden repair, but now the light can shine through those seams in a way that never could happen before. And that sometimes when we're in the midst of these struggles and the challenges that we have, that it's then God uses us the most. He shines through us the most. So wherever you are in this beginning, this 2023, be encouraged. God can use you no matter where you are or where you're standing, and He will. So let's get started. Our first angle is Jesus is the light of the world in all mankind. Uh, the first verses were uh, John 1, 1-3. Um, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him and without Him, and was nothing. it was not anything made that was made. And to take it even a little bit further, if you jump down to verse 14, which is not in the slides, but the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. Jesus is the Word. That's what it's suggesting to us. Now see, John, his Gospels are a little bit different, if you know. The, his Gospels uh, are different than the Synoptic Gospels. Matthew wrote uh, with uh, focusing on uh, speaking to the to the Jewish people, focus on Jesus, fulfilling the Old Testament prophecy. 
Jesus is uh, the King of Kings. Mark seems to be writing to the Gentiles. And uh, as as Pastor mentioned, the suffering servant, this presentation of the suffering servant that can minister minister to us in, 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 in times of need. And Luke wrote his gospel primarily for the Greeks, introduced Jesus as the Son of Man, emphasizing Jesus' humanity. Uh, and that's all fantastic, helpful. Um, but John presents him as, you know, completely different. The Son of God. This is his beloved disciple, and he's presenting Jesus as the Son of God, emphasizing his divinity, that Jesus is God. We have to grasp that. Right? We have to understand that. It's, it's focusing on the deity of Jesus. It's not a biography. Focusing back and forth that Jesus is God. In the, in the first few verses, we focus on that Jesus is the Word. Jesus was there at the beginning. He pre-existed. It wasn't like there was a day. It was like, okay, it's all starting today. Jesus was with God from the beginning. He is the Word. He is the Messiah. He is the message, the logos, that is being provided to show us the Father. When we look down a little further in the book of John, chapter 20, verse 30 and 31. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book. These are written so that you, you, may, you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. That's the point. That by believing you may have life in his name. By believing you may have life. And it's, uh, there's a clear connection to that deity of Jesus, as I mentioned earlier. At this time in history, it was common for rabbis to teach using the term light in conjunction and interchangeably with the word Messiah. This is the promised Messiah to come and save the world. Now as believers, we know that too well. John is saying that Jesus is the light, and he's actually saying that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is God. How awesome is that? It just, it just comes together so well, and I'm just so thankful that he unpacked that for me so that I can share that with you. There are other reference points worthy of note uh, about this very light. John 8 and 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. John 9, 5. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Present. Back to John 1, 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not. At creation, darkness was over the face of the, of the deep, Genesis 1, 2 says. Until God called light into being in verse 3. God's new creation involved the casting out of spiritual darkness by the very supernatural light, His supernatural light, which shines in the, in the Word for us to understand. So yes, darkness is the absence of light. We've talked about that before. You've probably heard that. But once the supernatural light of God shines, the darkness cannot overcome it. The light leads the way for each of us 
Jesus is the light. Psalm 119.105 Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the word. He, he provides the way for us, which connects directly to our dwell time. It absolutely is intertwined. We can't get through and shine the light if we don't know God. We can't love God if we don't know Him. How do we know Him? He is His word. So let me encourage you. Continue to do so. The second point is for us to recognize the inability that we have to shine our light. It's not our light. It's His. The first slide... Uh, at the beginning, had uh, Matthew 5.16, the foundation of our theme this year. So I just kind of backed up a little in Matthew 14, 5, 14, and 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That's your task. Let the light shine. So we'll come back to that. A lamp has to be lit for it to shine. A candle has to be lit. There has to be fire for it to come and be able to illuminate. The moon has no light of its own, did you know? It reflects the sun. A light bulb has no chance until a greater source pushes through at the flick of a switch. Each of these examples requires a light source greater than any of its own to shine. We are in the same state. We have no light of our own. You see, our Creator gave us light because He is the light. He is life. He is also that light. It's only through Him that we have any light of our own. It's the source of life and light. For us to shine, He must shine through us. Psalm 36, verse 7 through 9. How precious is your steadfast love, O God! The children of mankind take refuge in the shadows of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. Now hold on to verse 9. Because David is pointing us to one valuable point. That we need the light of God to see light. How about that? We need the light imparted into us that we can even see it. We need the Holy Spirit inside us. We certainly cannot have any true light of our own if we cannot see light without light. So we are just like the moon. With no light of our own. And I've shared this in the past, but... Whenever I hear it, it it just resonates so well. But singer-songwriter Sarah Groves wrote a song about that very thing. You are the sun is the name of the song. You're the sun shining down on everyone. Light of the world, giving light to everything I see. Beauty so brilliant, I can hardly take it in. And everywhere you are is warmth and light, and I am the moon with no light of my own. 
still have you, you have made me to shine. And as I glow in this cold, dark night, I know I can't be a light unless I turn my face to you. Love that. So now we must make a choice. You see, the third application or angle today is to let that light shine. We must be willing to let the light of God shine through us. This is a conscious decision. This is when your dwell time becomes so valuable. Psalm 119, 18. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. This is amazing. Psalm 119, 130. The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. Nobody more simple than me. Praise God. You have to be in the Word. You have to dwell. You have to seek to know Him more intimately. And the unfolding of His words will give His light, His incredible supernatural light. How will your eyes be opened? We need to dwell. Constant, intentional communication, listening, being prayerful. It's through that intentional commitment to prayer and meditation on God's Word that we can truly know our Creator. Our eyes will be opened, and it is here where the light of God can shine through us. It doesn't mean it will, because we have to make that choice. But it is here that the world can see the light and have their eyes opened as well. Is that not a blessing? Is that not God's desire? That the world will see His light. We can become a clear, unsmudged window for others to see Jesus. Praise God. I think unsmudged is the word I made up. You guys know what it means, though. It is in these moments that we can shine for God. The choice with incredible impact for His kingdom. Now this is a this is a kind of a wake up call because you know, I see this in, in culture, I see it at school, I, I see it. Uh, but there are many who are blinded. Second Corinthians four, three through six speaks to that. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world, small G, God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. With ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake, for God who said, light, light, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. It is a choice, make no mistake. God can shine through anyone He wishes. Of course He can. But it is a choice to let Him shine. To love Him, to be open for that very purpose. It opens the door wide. It opens the eyes of others. And maybe it's not today. See, we're uh, in such a micro-waveable society, aren't we? 
want it done yesterday. We may not see the impact that we have by shining the light today. Not tomorrow, not next week, next year, 20 years down the road. But it opens the door wide for the light of God to shine through into others, for them to see. To open the veiled eyes of those who are blinded by the enemy. While, yes, the enemy's light is bright, and it's not just simply a light. We see light that, that people are, are attracted to, whether it be celebrities, athletics, social media, the news, politics. These are things that blind us. Another reason we must dwell in the Word. God's work is bringing forth light that is far brighter than the enemy's. It cannot be extinguished. The darkness cannot and will not overcome it, praise God. So we need to choose to shine. We need to examine our hearts, our intentions, our motives. We need to seek His counsel. We need to be sincere. not going through the motions. Let that seep in, that our words, our actions are encouraging to others to be in His Word day and night. So we come to the last application for today. We recognize that God is the light of the world. We recognize we have no light of our own. We recognize we need to make a choice now we celebrate what happens when we let Jesus' light shine through us. Not ourselves, but all glory to God. There are many results that can happen, that can occur from this light shining through us. I've outlined five for us today. The first is that others will see Jesus through us, and many will desire to know him. That is perfect opportunity for someone to come to trust Jesus with their life. Yes, people are watching. They're watching us. The world is watching. It's time to shine. Let's give them an opportunity to desire to know this light, this God of all creation. The second principle is that we will radiate and shine brilliantly the more we are seeking to know God intimately. It takes time, but there is a difference. As we dwell, as we seek to understand the heart of God, we look different. We act differently. Our motives, we want our motives to line up with His. Our desires to line up with His. That's awesome. Because if you had told me my selfish ways years ago, I don't think I could have seen it. We have to be very mindful that we cannot have our kingdom too. We want to give our hearts and minds to God and let Him 
have us fully. Have our full. The third principle is that the fruit of the Spirit will be observable. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control from Galatians 5, 22. Against these things there is no law. That's freedom for us. It's not a restriction. It is literally an opportunity for us to shine. And those things, when we dwell and we seek Him and open ourselves up and we make that choice, the fruit of the Spirit will be evident here. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of God, of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this, the Lord who is the Spirit. intentionally continue being transformed, allowing yourself to be transformed, to be into that same image, that light of God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. What more can we want? We're truly seeking God. Is that not what we want? Is those attributes that were just outlined? Joy, love, peace, patience. Goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Do we take those too lightly? Is that is that on purpose? Or is it, is it that we're better that we're, our eyes are veiled? Let your light shine and just go over to you. The fourth principle is we will demonstrate a peaceful posture in difficult situations. We will live and breathe as children of life. We will take less and less for granted. It will be obvious that the Holy Spirit is present in each of us. We'll see things with fresh eyes. What will our response be in challenging moments? Will we be an encouragement? It would be like me. It tends to not be a good The Lord broke me down into pieces this week because of this, what was brought to me here. Difficult situations, challenging. And in, in my simple context, what does that mean? What is difficult? How will we respond? Only through the power of the Holy Spirit, only through the light of God, can we do that. Can we respond to those difficult situations? The supernatural light that can illuminate through us in those challenges. Lastly, there's no one in this room that has demonstrated more selfishness, 
condescension, self-righteousness than you. As a matter of fact, crying like a baby when I was typing it. It's happening again. But it reflects, all this was reflecting how foolish that I've been. But His mercies are new. Be encouraged. The Holy Spirit is so refreshing. He's moving. He's inspiring. Don't turn your back. Turn your face to God. Because there's more and more grace for you and especially for me. We have been delivered. And when we get to this point where we recognize these things, that the light of God is within us, it's shining through us, how can we not be moved? Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Fellowship St. Pete in St. Petersburg, Florida. More information about Faith Fellowship can be found at faithfellowshipstpete.org.